Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. everyone, it's great to see you back with us to worship the King. How are you, Auntie Cecily? I'm very well, thank you, Auntie Nat, and I'm so glad to be here being able to worship the King again. Yes, the week has zoomed by and mm. I can't believe the kids are back with us already. How are you to all today? Good. Good. Oh, that's great. Now, Auntie Cecily, I know you want to say a big hello to someone who's been watching the program. Yes, I want to say hello to Eloise from Queensland. Hello, Eloise. Hello. hello. Hey, Annie Cecily, you're from Queensland, aren't you? Yes, and it's just a lovely place to live. I love the beaches and the weather and delicious tropical fruit. Oh, yum, my favourite. Yeah. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Now, who else do we have to say hello to? Oh, Teddy, you are so quiet sitting there. Welcome, Teddy, to our worship time. Aunt Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us? Yes. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for keeping us safe through another week. And we pray that you would be with us as you, we worship you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Auntie Cecily. Do you know we have a blessing box that tells us about some blessings that we can share with others on the Sabbath. Mia, would you like to open and open the box and have a look inside? Visit a sick person who is in hospital or a nursing home. Wow, that would be a nice thing to do, wouldn't it? It would be a real bright spot to their day. Do you sometimes visit someone who is sick and needs cheering up? Can you think of something that you could take when you visit someone sick, Mia? Bunch of flowers. Oh, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? It would show them how much you care. It's a good idea too to check with the nurses that it's okay to visit them, but most of the time it's okay. Boys and girls, have you visited someone who is not well in their home or hospital or a nursing home to show how much Jesus loves them? If you have, we'd love to hear about it. Our contact address is on the screen. Aunt Cecily, I know you have a blessing to share with us as well. Yes. Remember last Sabbath, we spoke about the Battle of Jericho. Just as God fought the Battle of Jericho for Joshua, God will fight our battles for us as we prepare our hearts and minds for heaven. Our story today is about how a peace treaty was made without consulting God and the trouble that it brought to Israel. We shouldn't make treaties with this world that will prevent us from living for Jesus. In all our decisions, we need to pray and ask God's will for us first. This builds our trust and our faith in Him and it helps us to believe in the promises of the Bible. Now, I want to leave you with another lovely promise. It's found in Luke 21, verses 34 to 36. And Jesus is speaking and he says, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Mm. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Mm. 
So remember to prepare your hearts for Jesus and to believe in God's promises. Wow, thanks, Aunty Cecily. Making sure our hearts are connected to Jesus through prayer is really important. Mm. I can see that Pastor Rick has joined us. Thanks so much, Pastor Rick. I'm glad to be here, especially because it's the Sabbath. Children, tell me, is it one, two, three, four, five, six, or the seventh day that the Lord gave us to worship? Seventh. He gave us every day, but the seventh is a special day, isn't it? And I've got a song called The Seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. So let's try and sing it together. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week God gave to us for work and play. One, two, three, four, five, six days a week and rested on the seventh day. God invites us all to join Him on the seventh day of rest for he called the day the Sabbath and he promised we'd be blessed. One, two, three, four, five, six days for us. The seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. Amen. Pastor Rick, can we sing My Lord Knows the Way Through the Wilderness? Oh, it's one of my favourite songs and it's a really lovely song because it tells about how Jesus leads us also. My Lord knows the way through the Pastor Rick, can we please sing I Am So Glad? I'm so glad you asked, could we sing that song? Because it's lovely to be able to sing songs about Jesus. I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of His love in the book He has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Oh, if there's only one song I can sing, when in His beauty I see the great King, this shall my song in eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Thanks, Pastor Rick. 
Singing praises to God really lifts our spirits. And now Dr. John has another inspiring story for us. Let's go and listen. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome back to Storytime and welcome back to Boys and Girls Everywhere. I want to tell you a story about a little boy with a big name, a strange name. His name was Griffith Francis Jones, all the way in Wales, way on the other side of the world. And as he grew up, he discovered he wasn't really growing up. He was very, very short. In fact, he wasn't any taller than you boys here. He's only about that tall, but he was very smart. And when he was 15, he thought, what am I going to do with myself? I'm too small to be much good. So he went to sea as a cabin boy. And a cabin boy has to clean the decks, make the beds, cook the food, wash the floor, clean the toilets. And after a while, he thought, I can do better than that. And so he started to study and he said, I'm going to become a captain. He studied so hard that by the time he was 26, he had a title of Master Mariner. Very few people ever get that title. He could sail anywhere in the world. He didn't use a GPS. He had to use instruments to see where the sun was and the stars so he could navigate. And he had such a tidy ship. And one day he was walking along and he saw a piece of paper on the deck. And he thought, that's not good enough on my ship. He picked it up. He was about to throw it away. And he saw that it was about the Bible. And he read it and he gave his heart to Jesus. And from that moment, he decided he was going to be a missionary. Well, he went back home and he married a girl who was older and taller and stronger. But they were very happy. They lived together for many, many years. Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And he later became Pastor Jones. And he, when he got married, he put on his wedding certificate, missionary instead of master mariner. And finally, they said, you're not good at the jobs that you do here because he worked in a health store and he had to give somebody a massage and he looked on the packet of the salt and it said, rub the salt into their back. So he gave a big man a bath and then he had to stand on a stool because he was so short. How would you like to have that rubbed in your back? Pretty rough stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he started to rub it. He started to glow red all right and redder and redder until the man said, hey, stop, and there was salt. He knocked the container and there was salt all over the ceiling and the walls and the floor. And the boss came in and said, you're sacked. And so he became a master mariner. He came out to the Pacific and they gave him his own boat. And this is the Melanesia on the day that it was launched. And if you look there, you can't even see him. He's such a short man. So they had to take another photo. And there he is standing there next to his wife. Pastor G.F. Jones, or Captain Jones. In fact, they loved him so much, they called him Jonesy. You know, he went everywhere. No missionary ever sailed more than Pastor Jones. And one day in the Solomons, his wife got sick. 
so sick with malaria that they said she's going to die. She was unconscious. And while she was unconscious, his heart was breaking. He got a tape measure. She was lying on the bed and he started to measure her. What do you think he was measuring her for? Yes? A coffin. And sadly, it was a coffin. And then he marked on the floor where he was going to take the wood and build a coffin and he marked it with chalk. But you know, Mrs. Jones got better and when she sat up and she looked at that on the floor, she thought, that looks like a coffin. coffin. Well, she gave him a hard time over that and they laughed and laughed, but you know, they lived such a long time and no missionary ever did a greater job. He could not get lost. He knew every reef, every small island in the Pacific, Fiji, Samoa, Solomon Islands, New Guinea, Australia. He knew the whole lot. A wonderful little man who became a giant for God. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so that you can follow along with us. Matthew, can you please say a prayer to open our Bible study? Dear Lord, thank you for loving us so much. Please help us to understand the verses in the Bible as we read them in the study today. Be with the children jo joining us at home. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Matthew. So we're going to continue reading the book of Joshua. And today we're going to look at some very interesting stories. Anna, can you start us off, please? And start in Joshua 9, 3 to 6. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua, what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they worked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors. And they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wineskins torn and mended, old and patched sandals on their feet and old garments on themselves. And all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. They, and they went to Joshua to the camp of Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now, therefore, take a, make a covenant with us. Mm, thanks, Anna. So the Gibeonites were a group of people living in the land of Canaan who were spread across four cities. One of them was a great royal city called the city of Gibeon. So a group of men dressed themselves up in old tattered clothes, took provisions that were mouldy to give the illusion they had come from a faraway place. Mm -hmm. Verse 6 tells us that Anna just read they wanted to make a covenant or a peace treaty with Joshua so he wouldn't harm their cities. Matthew, can you please read Joshua 9, 7 to 9, please, and let's see what happens. Then the men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you dwell among us, so how can we make a covenant with you? But they said to Joshua, We are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you and where do you come from? So they said to him, From a very far country your servants have come, because of the name of the Lord your God. For we have heard of his fame and all that he did in Egypt. Thanks, Matthew. So upon further questioning by both the Israelites and Joshua, the Gibeonites deny that they are from Canaan. In Deuteronomy 7, 2, God had warned through Moses that when the Israelites came into the land of Canaan, they were not to make any covenants with the Canaanites because God knew 
that this would lead to idol worship and spiritual decline. Mm. The Gibeonites knew this and they lied. And they said they came from a land far beyond Canaan. Bethany, can you please read Joshua 9, 14 to 16? When the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. And it happened at the end of three days after they made a covenant with them that they heard that they were were their neighbours who dwelt near them. Okay, so Joshua made an unwise decision. He didn't consult God. He went ahead and made a peace treaty with the Gibeonites, believing their lie. How many days later did they find out? Three. Three days later. Even though the Gibeonites had got their peace treaty through lying, because Joshua had made an oath or a promise in the presence of the Lord, they could not reverse the treaty. Let's see what happens next. Caleb, can you please read Joshua 10, 3 to 4? Therefore, Adoni Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hohem, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lashish, and Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me, that we may attack Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Oh, thanks, Caleb. You did well. Some of those names are a bit tricky, aren't they? So there were five kings that had declared to go up and make war with the Gibeonites for making a peace treaty with the Israelites. So even though the Gibeonites had secured the peace treaty by lying, they had given up their idol worship and agreed to worship the Israelites' God. Therefore, Joshua had to honour the covenant he made with them and go to the Gibeonites' rescue. This time, Joshua consulted God. Do you think that's a good idea? Always good to consult God first. And we have just read in verse 8 that God promised to be with Joshua and win the battle for them. They march all night and arrive in the morning. Let's see what God does. Aunty Cecily, can you read Joshua 10, 11, please? And it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekar, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. So God sent a very big hailstorm to fall on the enemy. But something happened, Anna. Can you please read Joshua 10, 12 to 13? Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Thank you. So Joshua knew he needed more time to fight the enemy. So he prayed and he asked God to lengthen the day by keeping the sun from going down. And God answered his prayer. Verse 14 tells us it's the only time in history that God has heeded a man's voice and allowed the sun to stand still. Isn't that awesome? 
Now, if we were to continue reading the Bible, it tells us that many areas in Canaan were conquered for the children of Israel. By this time, Joshua was old and God wanted Joshua to divide the land amongst the Israelites. And it was up to them to subdue the land in their territory. Now, we have a big map here and it shows us who got what portion of the land. And I might get you to point to a few, Cecily. We've got Simeon down the bottom, the purple area. We've got Judah, he had quite, that tribe had quite a large area. Mm, We've got Dan and Benjamin and Ephraim. Now the green bit above is actually the tribe of Manasseh and Manasseh, the tribe of Manasseh had two areas, one on one side of the Jordan and then, yep, over there, thanks Cecily, and then one back over into the main area, thank you. And then we've got Issachar, Zebulon, Asher and Naphtali. And then on the other side of the Jordan, the east side, we've got the other half tribe of Manasseh, Gad and Reuben. Okay. Now, do you remember there were two spies all those years before that gave a good report? Can you remember who they were, Anna? Joshua and Caleb. Yes, it was. And after the dividing of all that land that you see there, Caleb came to Joshua to claim the land that God promised him. Matthew, can you please read Joshua 14? 12 to 13, please. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in the, that day before you heard in the, that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh as an inheritance. Wow, so Caleb wanted the mountain that the 10 spies said couldn't be conquered all those years before because of the giants. And we're gonna talk a bit about more giants later on. Mm -hmm. Caleb was now 85 years old and he wanted the town of Hebron to show with God's strength, he and his tribe could conquer those giants. What faith he had. Aunt Cecily, can you please show us where the town of Hebron is that Caleb wanted as his inheritance? Right there. Thank you. Okay, now Bethany, can you please read Joshua 19, 49 to 50, please? When they had made an end of dividing the land as an inheritance according to their borders, the children of Israel gave an inheritance among them to Joshua the son of Nun. According to the word of the Lord, they gave him the city which he asked for, Timnath Serah in the mountains of Ephraim, and he built the city and dwelt in it. So this was the city Joshua received. Let's have a look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on the verse. Kate, can you please read that for us? To him, as to Caleb, a special promise of inheritance had been given, yet he asked for no extensive province, but only a single city. They gave him the city which he asked, and he built the city and dwelt therein. The name given to the city was Timnath Serah, the portion that remains, a standing testimony to the noble character and unselfish spirit of the conqueror, who instead of being the first to appropriate the spoils of conquest, deferred his claim until the humblest of his people had been served. Thanks, Kate. 
So Joshua received his portion with a humble spirit, and this shows his character as of a true leader. Now, Aunt Cecily, I'm just going to get you to show the children at home where that is. Timnath Sarah, that's where he, his claim was there. Now, if we were to continue reading the book of Joshua, he, like Moses, warned the children of Israel to be faithful to the commandments. JJ, can you read Joshua 24:29, please? Yep. Now it came to the pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being one hundred and ten years old. Wow. So Joshua lived a long and full life, didn't he? We're going to go to our memory verse now found in Deuteronomy 10:20, And we're going to read that together. You've all got it there. You shall fear the Lord your God and you shall serve him and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. Thank you so much. So that's a good verse for us to claim, isn't it? Just like Joshua, we can also choose to serve God. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He's posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Yes, boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath, we're going to study about a man who tests God. I wonder if you can work out what that is. I'll give you a clue. Have a look at the book of Judges. Come back next week and we'll study that together. Aunt Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study yes. today? Boys and girls, are you ready to do that? Deuteronomy 10, 20. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and to him you shall hold fast. Auntie Nat, we've learned a lot today, but our time's almost gone. Yes, our worship time always goes by so quickly. Matthew, what did you learn about the King today? That praying to Jesus keeps us close to him. Yes, it certainly does. It's a good thing to remember. Aunt Cecily, are you ready to sing our goodbye song? Yes. You ready, children? Let's turn around and sing to the boys and girls at home.
I'm looking forward to going to heaven because there'll be never-ending food. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because I get to see all the Bible characters. I can't wait to get to heaven because I'll be able to play with all the animals. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.